Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer, and welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Friday, February 9th, 2024. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, Super Bowl weekend in the Capitol. Number two, the latest tripwire for the tax deal. And number three, Club for Growth finds an interesting ally in the Ohio Senate race. All right, let's get into it. It, it, There are no shortage of things to talk about right here at the top, though. I want to make sure uh, to note that yesterday we reported breaking news that Speaker Mike Johnson was going to endorse Representative Matt Rosendale's bid for the Montana Senate race. Um, But that all changed after we reported that Mike Johnson did a rapid about face flip-flopping on his planned endorsement. However, Rosendale still insisting the speaker has his back. With that, let's move on to Super Bowl weekend in the Capitol. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer wants to pass the $95 billion foreign aid package before sending senators home and on codels for what was scheduled to be the two-week President's Day recess. That means Friday, Saturday, and yes, Super Bowl Sunday sessions. 17 Republican senators, less than half the GOP conference, crossed the aisle and voted with nearly every Democrat on Thursday to advance a foreign aid package for Ukraine, Israel, and Taiwan. The biggest concern right now for leadership in both parties is what they see as an effort by opponents to kill, or at the very least, delay the legislation with amendments. So first things first, let's start with the schedule. The Senate convenes at noon today. The vote on proceeding to the legislative vehicle for the foreign aid package will be at 7 p.m. at a simple majority threshold. So this will clear easily. And at a minimum, we expect Schumer then to file cloture on the substitute amendment sometime after the vote tonight. That sets up a cloture vote on Sunday. Yes, Super Bowl Sunday. Absent an agreement to speed up the process, final passage for the legislation will be early next week, likely Tuesday. So, Just, you know, there's always that Senate magic. People wonder, is this the moment where they could use it? It seems extremely unlikely that there will be an agreement to speed things up, especially with conservatives focused on making Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell's job as difficult as possible. Senator Rand Paul, the Republican from Kentucky, yes, Mitch McConnell's home state, for example, told us he'll make a deal when hell freezes over. Not really warming to that idea, clearly. However, to secure meaningful amendment votes, there's going to be you need to be unanimous consent agreement put in place. So Schumer has been touting his record on allowing amendment votes, but he hasn't telegraphed any commitments publicly. And Democrats are warning their Republican counterparts that they can't make unreasonable demands on amendments, especially those senators who are never going to vote for the package anyway. So what do they want? There's a lot of different things that Republicans and Democrats want. 
Republicans are going to want to have amendments voted on defense-related legislation that fell off during the annual defense authorization bill, including Senator Josh Hawley. He wants a vote on his proposal to reauthorize a compensation program for victims of nuclear contamination. Other senators want to vote on the Afghan Adjustment Act, which is aimed at boosting legal protections for Afghan refugees. Democrats also want uh, their own amendments as well. So there's going to be kind of an effort on that. Unclear what and how many she is going to allow and whether or not there's going to be an equal number from Republicans and Democrats. We will be covering that throughout the weekend with Andrew Desiderio, our Senate reporter, leading the action. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Let's move on to the number two story of the morning. From Premium Policy Punchable News is The Vault. Laura Weiss has a dispatch on the tax deal drama and how it is boiling over in the Senate. Tensions are escalating, she reports, over Senate Finance Committee ranking member Mike Crapo's continued opposition to the bipartisan $80 billion package that passed the House, even as interest bubbles up from his GOP colleagues. Part of that frustration stems from the role Crapo played during the months of negotiations when he was often in the room. The Idaho Republican didn't just sit there idly. Crapo helped shape aspects of the deal according to multiple sources, even if it was unclear whether he would support the end product. There was hope, of course, that he could be won over. He wasn't. And that's led to the worry that Crapo could be trying to slow walk the deal until time runs out, killing it. This concern is growing because backers see the Senate as winnable after a huge House vote. But the Republican from Idaho is only digging in. One issue being focused on is that during the House Senate negotiations, Crapo weighed in to limit an aspect of the child tax credit, according to multiple sources. The tax bill allows families to use their prior year income to calculate child tax credit benefits in 2024 and 2025, which is a boon if their earnings shrink. Other tax writers were ready to start the provision in 2023, which means benefits would have been felt this year. But Crapo ejected, and 2023 was taken out in an effort to win him over for what ultimately became the deal that was struck by Senate Finance Committee Chair Ron Wyden and House Ways and Means Committee Chair Jason Smith, according to sources familiar with the negotiations. Of course, that wasn't enough. So it's unclear whether or not Crapo will ultimately support this tax package uh, or what that means for exactly the 2017 Trump tax cuts that expire and the far bigger negotiations that loom next year. Crapo has maintained that he's gettable, but patience is wearing thin with his efforts to slow down the process and concerned that there's no realistic plan to offer changes that would still keep the deal alive. All right, let's go on to the number three story of the morning. A very interesting item by our own Jake Sherman, Club for Growth, which has had its issues with former President Donald Trump. The group is running an ad in Ohio touting his endorsement of Bernie Moreno for Senate. The spot 
is running in Cleveland, Akron, Columbus, and Cincinnati. The entirety of the ad is a narrator reading a Trump statement about Moreno. That is it for us this morning. A quick flag because of the drama going on in the Senate and the decision to keep them in for a vote that is likely to happen around 7 o'clock tonight. Our event with Senator J.D. Vance, the Republican from Ohio, scheduled for today in Cincinnati, has been postponed. We'll let you know when we have a new date. We're looking forward to that conversation. There's a ton more in Punchbowl News AM this morning and a report from our very own Max Cohen at the Democratic Caucus Retreat with DCCC Chair Suzanne Del Bene. Worth a look. You can subscribe to our morning newsletter for free. All it takes is an email at punchbowl.news. And of course, please share the Daily Punch if you enjoyed. It's the best way for folks to find out about it. Have a great day and stay safe, everybody.